Here, here we go. Here we go. In Arizona. Okay. Uh, is this Andrew? It is. Is this the great Santino? The great Santino. The great, great Santino. Remember that movie? Own, Only with Santini. Are you there? <laughs> Hello? I, Kate, you lost, I lost you for a second. You got us? I got you. We're not interrupting your breakfast. Right? We, we don't want to do that. No, no, you're not interrupting my breakfast. I, I, I tried to call after I ate, and I realized I was off on the time, so it's my fault, you know? I make mistakes. I'm human, you know what I mean? Jesus Jesus never made mistakes, but I do, you know what I mean? Don't you? He made a lot. He made a lot of mistakes, and he, you saw what happened to him. Um, hey, man, uh, we want to welcome you back. Um, uh, I think people listen to know, because we were talking about it, that we were talking with Andrew Santino. He's at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy this weekend. Uh, you are on a show that we uh, like. Uh, when we last spoke, oh, yeah. yes, we do like that show, uh, and uh, we have friends who are on the show, as a matter of fact. Um, when we last spoke with you, the show had not aired yet, and uh, uh, then we watched the show, and uh, uh, my producer, it was me, my wife, Shirley, and my co-host, DJ, we all agree that we, we like I'm Dying Up Here very much, and you uh, are part of that show. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, I am. It's, we're doing our second season right now. Um, which will come out in May, uh, season two. So we're in the thick of it right now. We're shooting it. And, uh, it's pretty incredible. What friends do you guys have on the show? Who else is on the show that you know? Uh, Rick Overton is a very good friend of mine. Oh, I love Rick. Yeah. He's the man. We, he's the best. Yeah, we, we, um, we're doing our second season now, and uh, hopefully, you know, Showtime puts it out hard. It picks up some, some steam because um, I, you know, I think it's great, and it's timely right now in terms of, what's going on in the business and we make a lot of references to 1974 uh relating to today in terms of uh the irony of what's going on in our business today we kind of touch on that on the show now and it's pretty convenient um of, of what's happening i don't want to give anything away but I'm, I'm glad you guys like the show i uh i hope more people hear about it and see it and all that jazz you know what's interesting is that um, um, you know, comic. You know, it's like a lot of people were, were just ready to attack it, especially. Um, anyway, a lot of people were to attack it, and, and, and a lot of people were talking to me, and they go, "Well, yeah, uh, you, you probably don't like that show." And they were saying that to me uh, for a couple of reasons. A, I moved to Los Angeles in 1978. I was in my early 20s, and the very first night spot I went to, the day or the, the day or the second day I was in Los Angeles, was the Comedy Store. Uh, I went to a show at the Comedy Store where I saw uh, uh, Bruce Baum, Johnny Dark, Tom Dreesen, David Letterman, Jeff Altman, uh, Jimmy Walker, Jay Leno, I mean on and on and on and on and on for like four bucks. Um, so I was in Los Angeles in the late 70s, so there's like a nostalgia factor for me uh, f about it. So there's that era, and I, you know, I'm going to go, I remember those, even though it's set in 74, there's some of that. Um, I like the storylines. I like the characters. I'm familiar with, you know, uh, the, there's archetypes. There's mixes in the characters. Um, uh, I, I think that it, I think that it, um, um, I think that there's a good representation of uh, the struggle that, uh, having gone through the struggle of what people went through going to Los Angeles in the 70s, I think it's a great representation of that. And I also realize that it's a story they're telling, period. So, and uh, I like I like what you do with the character. I like the interplay between you and your dad. You know, uh, I like the dead dog story. I just thought, I think it's a good show. Thank you very much. Well, we try to we 
try to tip our hat as much as we can to the forefathers of comedy. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people get mad because they're like, it's not it's not like the book, you know, and, and we're based on the book, you know, it's yeah. a great book, and but you can't, um, not everything is exactly what it's supposed to be, you know, people got all upset because we're not identical to the book, and we had a lot of people that give us, uh, gave us, you know, stuff for it, but you know, we don't care. We're going to continue to make the show that, that they want to make. And, um, you know, the, the writers and producers are, I think, are doing a great job. And we got to add a little bit of drama and add a little bit of sugar. You know, that's why I say you got to sweeten it up a little bit and, and make it more unique because, you know, we can't just tell the same stories as the book. We got to add a little bit of different kinds of life to it. So, you know, I think this year, we're stronger with storyline. You're going to get a lot. We're, we're introducing new characters, uh, Brad Garrett. Uh, you know, from Everybody Loves Raymond is sure. part of our cast now, which is a huge ad. You know, he's fantastic, and so he's gonna play. He plays like an older comic from Vegas, um, which he is now. Kind of come, <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 art and life, art and life, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I, I, you know, we added a few people to the cast, which I think is amazing uh, to kind of add a little bit, a couple more angles to get into different storylines, and I think it's, I think it's uh, a lot stronger this year. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully people will feel the same way. It's, I think we have more, uh, we have more comedy, more more crazy stories to tell. My character gets on the road and starts yeah. to do the, the infamous road road gigs at, at strip clubs and back alley bars and biker bars out in the middle of the desert. And so we're trying to tell those stories as well, and sure. not just stay at the club uh, at Goldie's. Um, you know, we want to kind of get out and tell 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 the outside world about comedy as well. So. Um, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be very very good. And if it's not, you can't blame me. I didn't write it. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of things that were uh, a, a couple of things that kind of stood out for me where people go, well, I think it's an accurate representation. The um, uh, the scenes with you where your your dad came out to visit you, I go that was that was kind of spot on as far as people coming out from the Midwest to visit when someone is still trying to struggle in Los Angeles, come and go, well, we thought you'd already, you know, be doing something, or, oh, you're not a big shot, are you? That was right. spot on, you know, the interplay between you and your dad, spot on. Uh, uh, no one would have burnt the car, i got to be honest with you. I didn't kept the fucking car. Sold that thing. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. I can't believe you did that to a car that you could have made money off of, and you're broke. I know. I know. The party... The, the apartment party that went on either in that episode or in a later episode, everything at a party, someone ends up banging each other in like a baby's room and stuff. That was spot on for a late 70s kind of low budget party. I mean, they really nailed it in that stuff. A lot of stuff, but it was good. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, we, they, I think, I think from, um, from some of the more experienced gentlemen that lived around that time, uh, you know, they, they, they give they, a lot of the writers and producers are, and, and consultants, you know, um, and Dreesen, you mentioned, like, you know, Tom... Sure, is we know Tom, yeah. And Tom uh, is also going to be on the show this year. Good. Um, yeah, I mean, he, they kind of give us the truth about what was really going on. And, uh, you know, he, they, they stay check and balance. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat of a young buck, so I wasn't around then. I don't... We don't know, so I take their advice. You know, anything they say, I, I believe, because, you know, when someone tells me that's not how it was, it's like, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. If, I, I'm sorry if they didn't do it justice, but, you know... I'm just a monkey in a suit. I'm just trying to do what they tell me to do because I, I, I don't, I wasn't around in the 70s. But when we hear from older comics and, and writers and people from the time, you know, we're trying to hit it on the head as much as we can. And I think they are, 
I think they're doing a better job this year, even more so. They're they're getting more particular and more specific. And this year we're going to get into um, we're getting get to the throes of what was really going on then, as you guys know, was you know the comedy strike and the the comedy boom of the backlash of clubs versus comics and not getting paid. And I think we're going to get into the depths of the truth of that, which is actually what the book is about. You know, the strike and Sherman sure. and Leno's relationship and guys that cross the picket line and. You know, I think that's something that we're going to really get into, and I think that's the thing that might really interest people because I think most people don't know about it. I think people think they know. Yeah, they kind of started, right? Up and, you know, yeah, I actually, really I had actually, when I moved out there, um, I went to the store, and then I went to a couple of workshops that a guy named Danny Moore ran. I ended up going to acting school for years before I got back into stand up, and uh, I was there when the strike took place. So I'm reading about it in the LA Times every day, and driving by the comedy store, so um, I was kind of familiar with it. I do want to say this, when we uh, spoke with you, you said that your uh, character was uh, uh, partially or somewhat based on Bill Hicks, so I was watching you kind of closely, Andrew, because uh, Bill Hicks was um, one of my uh, very best friends, uh, and uh, for many years, um, he, uh, we spoke on the phone every day, uh, he was out at my house a lot on holidays, uh, I'm a sober guy, and that's kind of how he approached me when he was first getting sober. So we, uh, we had a very close relationship. So, um, you know, my wife and I both were watching it, and I, I, I just want to say that um, I think you did a great job with the character you were playing. You're good at it. Look, it's, it, 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 I'm, a, I'm a voice over the uh, phone here, but you're a good actor. You didn't, you, there was no, you just did, we felt you did a great job. He did a great job of playing a guy who's got all this anger inside, who is just the way it boils out. It boils out in humor, but every once in a while it boils out in like weirdness. We thought you were spot on. We're looking forward to what you do in the second season. In the second season. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I, I, those guys are have a heavy place in my heart of respect. You know, and, and like I said, I'm not. I don't ever want to do uh, Bill an injustice uh, by saying I'm him. You know, I, I, we like they like to say that you know the character uh, it created the character based based on some of his personality traits and some of his ways. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I'm not. Uh, I, my character on the show is not half the genius that that Bill was, and and I just think what I borrow from him is more, you know, a, a little bit of his stance on things, his attitude towards. You know the business, and and I think uh, that and that's actually going to come out more in this season, um, more than anything. But I really do appreciate the sentiment because that's it's very nice, man. And I'm I'm trying my best to uh, to pay homage to those before us and not try to imitate, but just try to yeah, exactly. Try to tip the hat. You you, you hit it right, right on the head. The, the best actors were going to play someone based on a historical character, even a historical character can never. You know the ones who try to there's there's mimicking them which then comes off as mimicking, but then it's trying to get to an essence of what they were. And that's, you know, I was watching, I went, all right, let's see, let's see what the guy does. You know, and it wasn't like, let's see what the guy does. Okay, let's see what the guy does. Because I'm actually one of those weird people that like roots for people. I don't go to a show going, uh, well, let's watch him fuck up. I go, okay, let's, you know, uh, let's see what they do. And I went, hey, he's doing a good job, man. Look at this, this is good. I'll tell you how good of a job I thought everybody did was after a while, all that shit went out the window and I just was digging the show. You know what I mean? I wasn't watching it yeah. from from uh, I was watching it from uh, okay um, something that was entertaining me, you know. So um, we like the show. Yeah, I tell you what's being true to farm if they're getting on the road. Bill was at the comedy at, at the comedy store for a little while, and then when I got to get the fuck out of here and actually left and went on the road for years 
And his um, actual reputation was built on the road, not in Los Angeles. He went back out on the road because he was going. He actually got, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this. And uh, if no one's told you this, they don't know it. Then you, maybe they know that he actually got a sitcom after being out there for about a month. Did anybody ever tell you that? No. He got a sitcom with Jeff Altman. Do you know who Jeff Altman is? Yes, I do know who he is. Actually, you know what? I have heard this. I, I have heard this, that he landed a sitcom. He landed a sitcom where, he, uh, where it was uh, Jeff Altman played an ambassador to a tiny, uh, like, uh, island nation. And uh, uh, was a, it was a goo and Je uh, Bill played the Marine guard who was supposed to guard, uh, who always forgot his pants, so he's standing out in his Marine uniform and his boxer shorts, and he had a, like a flat top haircut. They only shot the pilot, it never aired. Bill showed it to me at his apartment in Hell's Kitchen once in the 90s. Um, he made 30 grand off of it. Sam Kinison then wanted to borrow money from him. Bill wouldn't lend him any money, and that began the feud between Sam and Bill. So, uh, wow, and I found out about Sam that because Sam wanted a loan, Sam wanted a loan, and Bill wanted to give it. Yeah, and Bill was just a kid, he was a young guy, and then he said, Hey, brother, man, you made money, you know, me and the guys. Then Bill going, well, I don't know if I'll ever get a, another one. Uh, what, what year was that? Do you remember what year that was? No, this is something. So, you know, Bill told me all of this. Uh, we were actually working in Detroit at a place called Chaplin's Comedy Club. Uh, this is like, and then he's telling me this in the 80s, and uh, Sam was in town and had shit-talked Bill on the radio that morning, and I'm going, I'm going, you what guys both came from Houston. Sam and all those guys were older than Bill, and they didn't really pay attention to Bill. He was kind of a kid in Houston, so they all went to L.A. first, and then Bill kind of went out there on his own, and then they're out there struggling. Bill lands a sitcom. That kind of pisses them off. Then he won't lend them any money, and that pisses them off more. So whatever year it was, and I can't remember off the top of my head, that Bill went to Los Angeles within a short period of time. He lands a sitcom. After a while, he goes, he goes after a while, I went, this fucking town's evil. I got to get the fuck out of here. He didn't even drink. He was a sober, clean-cut kid. He didn't start drinking or using drugs. He went on the road. And at 21, he dropped acid and got drunk all in one night. And um, then the legend of Bill Hicks began. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, it lives on, and it lives on forever, my friend. It lives on forever. It continues to live on forever. Yeah. Those guys uh, they created the world that, that I love so much. Being, you know, as a stand-up outside of being an actor, it's uh, it's kind of fantastic to be able to do both, man. It's kind of it's a blessing. I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. So, well, I hope we're happy. Season delivers. We're happy for you, man. We're jazzed that uh, we've gotten to know you. Um, um, you know, through uh, this this form of communication that we uh, that when we turn on the the tube on Sunday nights because uh, uh, we watch it live in real time because we're old like that. Um, I love that. <laughs> I, I actually came up with a method where you wait till the season's over and then you get the free trial of Showtime Go and Ben watch it all for free there in a go. week. That's yeah. what I do. Hey, as, yeah. long, as long as we get the views, I don't really care how yeah. they do it. Just watch it. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how they do it. As long as the views are there, that's all that matters to us. Yeah. Uh, we just want to let you know that uh, uh, we're fans of the show. We're a fan of yours, and uh, you should be a fan of Andrews as well. And uh, go out and see him uh, tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for a show at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, which is located at 5350 East High uh, Street. That's our homage to uh, Cheesy FM Radio. We have one sound effect, and here it is High Street. Hi. Yeah, so um, uh, you should go out. It's uh, the most, uh, one of the most beautiful clubs we've ever been to. It's a class place. Rick is a uh, class guy. 
You're a very funny man. People should come down and check out your shows this weekend. Andrew, we know you got to go. We know you've been uh, doing stuff all morning. We thank you for sharing part of your morning with us. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you again, and I hope I talk to you again soon. All right, Andrew. Be well. All right, guys. Bye. Later. That was cool. Yeah, that it was cool. really cool to see. And I did do that. That's not a joke. I literally waited till the, I was. I, I checked it out because I don't have Showtime. And I was like, wow, I want to watch this bad. And there was like three weeks left in the yeah. season. So I waited and I timed my trial for Showtime Go, the app, to where it was like the last week of the season. Yeah. So I pressed start on my trial, watched like all seven episodes, and then caught the last one live. Yeah. Like the finale. Yeah. yeah and I didn't have to pay for Showtime for six months. You, know, uh, you should go see him at a. Um, you should go see him at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Uh, two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, one show Sunday. Uh, Rick Bronson's uh, club is located at 5350 East High Street. Um, it's simple to find tickets. You go to houseofcomedy.net, houseofcomedy.net. And if you uh, private message me on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, I might be able to hook you up with a couple of free passes. So, uh, if you're on the 101 up north in Phoenix and you look off to the north, there's a giant building with a big blue sign with a white martini glass on it. And yeah, in all the familiar places. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. If you listened, thanks for not listening if you didn't listen. Uh, we appreciate you. you. My name's Tony Visick, and your name is uh, Bye Bye.